All right, here we are. It's realities may vary. Uh, we're late. I'm sorry. It's my fault. It's not my fault. It's a machine's fault, and I hate it. I'm Brian Noonan. That's Cody Goff. Here we go. This is realities may vary. Brian's in a mood because of tech issues, which is a podcast thing. But we have a big show for you today. We have a lot to get to. Brian's got to talk about pajama day. He's got to talk about a pizza party. That's always fun. Uh, he got called garbage by somebody. We're going to hear about that and his, uh, I'm sure, very measured reaction. And uh, some cult that I don't know much about from Texas. But before we get into all that, I've got, I just have one banger of a story because I was in Las Vegas this past weekend. And if you ever wondered what bottle service is like in Las Vegas, uh, yeah, I see Brian's just the, the your brain is just processing all the things I'm saying. Uh, I had probably I I had one of the most memorable weekends I think I've ever had in my life. Uh, so there's all that to get to. But first, we have the, a quick little check in. And I guess I'm just my quick check ins. I'm doing great. I started a new job today. That, hey, uh, congratulations. Yeah. Yes, it's full time. Nice. Full time. Very excited about it. I won't get I won't talk a bunch about it now, but it is it pays. Me okay, money. That's good. Uh, <laughs> and and it's in the podcast industry and um, in a strategic role, uh, not editing and, and doing day-to-day production, but doing doing strategy and growth stuff. I'm, I'm very pumped about it. Uh, thank you. Some congratulations in the chat. Uh, you guys are awesome. And thanks for putting up with me complaining about being jobless for uh, five months and 10 days is the official count for how long it took me to find full-time employment. Five months and 10 days. Wow. Pretty, pretty. It was, it was a lot. It was a, it was a long roller coaster of a few months, had a baby, you know, had yeah, to deal baby. with money stuff, but, uh, we're all good. I'm above water. Um, how about you, Brian? <laughs> Where's your, uh, let's at? skip me for tonight. <laughs> I am. I uh, hold on. I got it. Well, I didn't want, that was almost bad. I almost showed you my crank. That was, hot. um, I, uh, yeah, I came up and the computer just is effing with me. And so I am, and that you know, I'm not in the greatest mood anyway. Then the computer starts, and then the dog is laying here whining, and I'm like, I can't, and I can't with any of this. I got to be done. I almost just pulled the plug and said, forget it. I've had it. Um, but you're here, and that's rare. So I'm, uh, <laughs> so I'm here. And <laughs> wait, I thought, okay, we got to get to your bottle service story, but. I'm guessing then that your daughter's last time we talked, you were waiting for your daughter's passport because you were going to go to Mexico for a wedding. Mm. And now you ended up in, now you ended up in uh, Vegas with bottle service and strippers and probably a high priced escort. No strippers. And I don't know how much the escort cost. Okay. Fair enough. So yes, I, you're right. I should conclude. So in the interim week, cause we missed last week cause I was in Mexico so I should conclude that story. Oh, wait. So there, oh, so you were in Mexico last week? Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So here, here's what went down. My wife and I were planning on attending a wedding in Sayulita, which is about an hour outside of Puerto Vallarta on the west coast of Mexico. Right. Well, uh, Sayulita, smaller, much, much smaller town. There's like a town square, and that's the whole town. It's a surfer town. There's some beaches. I didn't see that many big waves, but okay. Um well, her passport never came. It has still not come. Uh, it's been at least 12 weeks. Oh, nice. When we applied, the average wait time was six weeks, and it was up to eight weeks. And okay. it's been significantly longer than that. Uh, I contacted my local congressman. <laughs> How'd uh, that did, go? Did you know that uh, 
can the the congressmen can help you or in congresswomen can help you with government offices? I did not know that. I didn't figure they could help me with anything. No, you can really contact them. Uh, and if you have a, a problem with the IRS, IRS, or with uh, the TSA, or or with whatever, or in my case, the people that issue the passports, if you're having trouble like getting through to them or getting on a right timeline, you can contact them for kind of like a last minute emergency deal. I went online and a lot of people on the the passport subreddit were talking about how they all they were just like, I applied like two months ago. I don't have my passport. Many success stories there of contacting the congressman 14 days out. You got to still contact them a couple weeks out from your travel date uh, and saying, like, look, I, I have tickets. I've got to travel. Can you please, like, talk to the passport office? <laughs> When I did that, congressman's office, they opened, they got back to me. I, got, I spoke to a woman on the phone after three rings. Who is your um, congressperson? Oh, uh, my God. I don't even remember. Oh, no. What right. office was it? No, I can I can actually pull it up. So uh, it was actually uh, Congressman Sean Kasten. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So I actually got an email today that the application will be sent for review soon. Upon final approval for of the review application. For like yeah. your terrorist infant daughter? Yeah, yeah. Uh, upon a final approval of the application will be mailed via UPS one to two day delivery. Um, I contacted them on March 14th. So that was, it would be two weeks ago tomorrow. And that's after nine weeks had passed. So I guess we're at 11 <laughs> weeks. But it, it, I'm if you're planning on traveling, whether you've got a little one or not, you need to get your passport application yeah. in now and pay for it to be expedited, expecting that it will take the normal amount. The congressman's office said, they're like, we can't make any guarantees because we're so far behind. And the passport agency is just, the State Department's totally understaffed. Um, and again, other people have had luck. I didn't know I could contact them until like four days out. So I was really under, you know, last minute. It was kind yeah. of a last ditch. So I don't, I don't blame my congressman's office at all. I don't, I don't, you know, maybe if I'd given them two full weeks, they would have expedited somehow. But sure. But man, you can't get a passport right now. And actually, there was another parent of a five month old that also couldn't come to the wedding because the passport didn't come. Maybe this just says infants shouldn't travel internationally. Maybe your infant doesn't need to be a global citizen at this point. <sighs> Could that be? But we had the cutest outfits for her. I would imagine that's true. That does not, that doesn't surprise me that she was going to be dressed to the nines or the tens. Yeah. But perhaps, uh, perhaps she needs to stay stateside. You know, now that you got a new job, you're obviously going to be a target for kidnappers. <laughs> so that's, we don't want that. You know, I don't know if anybody in your, because didn't you just, there was somebody who just a uh, couple was honeymooning in Haiti and, their family, they called, you know, they, they got kidnapped in Port-au-Prince. Uh, they are Haitian. They got kidnapped in Port-au-Prince. The family back here paid the kidnappers $6,000. The kidnappers were like, that's not enough. We want $200,000 for each person. And the people are like, we don't have that kind of money, crazy kidnappers in Port-au-Prince. So, you know, I I can't chip in if you and uh, you and your family get kidnapped true uh, oh who well, would be the only one left your son he he would he didn't get to go so he you know then for the rest of his life he's in people magazine as a feature on my family got kidnapped down in mexico and i never saw them again and i was forced to live in rockford wow yeah 
Think about that next that's time long, you want to travel internationally. That's a long title. Well, no, I'm going to think about the non-refundable tickets the next time I travel internationally. Ouch. Because yeah, I, how did, American was it American that screwed you? Uh, it was. It was actually both. There's American on the way, and then some Mexican airline on the way back. But I ate. I ate between eight and nine hundred dollars uh, in non-refundable plane ticket. Must costs. be nice to have that kind of dough that you it's, can just eat those plane tickets. I would. I wouldn't know. Actually, it I would would be nice if you had that kind of dough to blow on tickets, but I unfortunately do not have that. Ouch. Yeah. That so, sucks. So that. but now last time we spoke, you were like, I would never go to the wedding by myself. So how did this because I, I knew you were at the wedding because we got some texts from your wife. Oh, right. Asking for attorneys. Um <laughs> But, you know, because Debbie works at a law firm, she wanted to know. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. But I knew you were I knew you were gone out of country. And I thought, wow, what has what has become of our man Cody that he abandons his family to go frolic on the Mexican beaches? She pointed out the fact that I have known the groom. For, I didn't I didn't realize how old I am, Brian. That's what happened. Yeah. And I've known this guy since freshman. You know, he went to college with one of my best friends. but. Uh, I still, knew, I didn't go to college with him, but I knew him. I've known him since freshman year of college. Cause that's okay. how far back they go. And I lived with this ice bag. John's friend is how I know him. And ice bag John, I was the best man in his wedding. We, well, he lived together. Right. So like, I've known the guy and my wife said like two days before, she's like, you've known him for what? Like 20 years. And I'm like, no. Oh, 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 <laughs> right. right. Yeah, I have actually known him for 20 years because uh, time flies. And when she said that and she did insist, like, really, and she didn't want us to just eat a $2,000 thing. We'd already paid for the B&B, all that stuff. Oh, man. So she's just like, just go. So I went and uh, I made all the right. most of it. I had a good time. Um, I don't have a, a, you know, other stories I could tell. I, I'd rather tell the stories the, the more recent weekend. But the, the, the so my cousin's bachelor party was this past weekend in Las yes. Vegas. The reason... I justified going was because I thought I was bringing my wife to Mexico. Oh, <laughs> right. That would have been nice. You have a, you know, first you have a nice family outing to Mexico and then you can go to your cousin's bachelor party. That'd be fun. Yes. Instead, I got to go to two party weekends in a row um, while my wife watched our ch children. And uh, do I feel bad about it? Yes. Do you though? Yeah. Really? Oh, not because she makes me feel bad about it because she's a saint, which makes me feel worse about it. Yeah. She should be making me feel bad about it, and she's not. But I told her my birthday is, you know, our birthday is both you and I, we have birthdays coming up. Yeah. So she's like, she, she asked me a couple of times what I wanted, and I'm like, I want you to let me go on two trips guilt-free, and she did. So. Wow. All right. So okay. now you're good. I better be. She better not get me anything else. I'm going to be trouble. All right. So you're in Vegas. Where were you staying? Some of one of the new hot spots? No, we stayed. <laughs> no, no. Did, did you hear about the <laughs> no? Did you hear about the shooting in the news in Vegas? Yeah. No, I mean I heard of today's shooting, but I didn't hear about a Vegas shooting. Uh no. Uh, Sunday there was a Sunday, Saturday, Saturday there was a fatal shooting. Uh, just outside or inside the Platinum Hotel. Where is the Platinum Hotel? Um, it's off the Strip, uh, and that's where we stayed. At the Platinum. Yep. Nice. Were you guys involved in the shooting? Uh, not to my knowledge. 
Um, None of you guys were shooting people? I, w- I was at the airport waiting for my flight, and I get a, a text in the group text from the bachelor party group text, and somebody goes, well, well, that took a turn, or the, the day sure took a turn. <laughs> wow. They, they had sent two of the guys really wanted to go to a dispensary and get some weed. Okay. Because, so, you know, it's legal there, so whatever. So they go to the dispensary, they get back, and the whole place is swarmed with, they're like, basically the whole Las Vegas Police Department is outside this hotel. Oh, my God. <laughs> they couldn't get in or out of the room, Whoa. so they were exhausted and high and couldn't get to the room. <laughs> um, oh, no. Yeah. It, so where on the strip is it? God, I don't even know the nearest, like, big hotel. Um it's it's by Ellis Island is another like off strip hotel. Oh my gosh! Um, I don't know that. It's been a long time. I'm realizing how long it's been since I've been to uh, to Vegas now. Yeah, it's it's east of it's east of Caesar's Palace, pretty much. East of Caesar's Palace, a few blocks east. It's so it's near the north I'm, end of the strip. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, um, uh, near the north end of the strip, but a decent decent hotel. Other than the gun violence, you know, but Let's you get that see. pretty much anywhere these days. So you do. Unfortunately, it is. Uh, it is everywhere. Right. Yeah. Well, wow. Where is stuff? I can't see. I can't figure out any of this. It's just somewhere. I don't know. I li- it's, it's on Flamingo. Uh, Where's the strip? Yes. It's east of. Sorry. Yeah. It's east of the the. Flamingo and Caesars. All right, I got you. It's at uh, yeah, it's at uh, it's east off uh, Flamingo Road. It's by the Westin Vegas Hotel and Spa. Not too far from there. There's the Ellis Island. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Platinum looks yeah. pretty nice. The best part of it is Brian that it's called the Platinum Hotel and Spa. Right. There's no spa. Oh well, why would there be a spa? That seems kind of silly. They were going to have a spa, and then COVID happened. And then they oh, decided, so they just didn't build the spa? They just decided not. They literally told one of us, yeah, we just decided not to build it. Okay. <laughs> this is called Platinum Hotel and Spa. There's no spa. Holy cow. Hold on. I'm looking at this place. This may be because I'm looking along the... I may have stayed at this hotel under another incarnation. Uh, when it was something else. Really? Well, I'm looking. So I'm I'm looking at I'm looking at this hotel. It does not appear that that's a place that has bottle service. No. All right. So I'm okay. So I'm not I'm not that far off. So where did you All right. So where did you get the bottle service? So what do you know about bottle service? I know uh it's very very expensive. Mm-hmm. I know that uh you're a baller if you use it. You're behind. Usually, you're in some sort of uh, private table when you're having bottle service. Normally, it's brought out by scantily clad, very, very attractive woman. Women. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about all. I, I know. Like you bottle, you get a bottle of Grey Goose, and it's like three hundred dollars. Oh, oh, Brian, five hundred. All right. Uh, okay. Go ahead. It's gonna start at like twelve to fifteen hundred. Wait for a for what? For one bottle of Grey Goose, yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Go. I'm not going to know any. I'm I'm not going to be able to uh, know. This is, wow. What? Huh? Let me me set the stage with what I knew about bottle service going in. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, like a few months ago, I released four episodes of my wonderful video game podcast, Game Life Balance US. Yeah. So there's one called uh, Alcoholic Mountain. There's an episode called Alcoholic Mountain Dew and Bottle Service. Yes. Uh, and uh, my co-host John went to, with his, I think, brother-in-law or somebody. He went somewhere for a small bachelor party, just like four or five people, and got bottle service. And in that episode, he does an amazing job explaining bottle service. And I edited it, so I listened like 18 times. So um, for those of you who, had, who haven't listened to my video game podcast talking about bottle service, which is everyone, uh, to basically summarize what he said is like, Las Vegas has day clubs and nightclubs. A day club is a swimming pool with, uh, you know, a bunch of places to kind of hang out around it and a DJ right. and some loudspeakers. Uh, there is nowhere to sit unless you have bottle service. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. No, you you do not get seats anywhere. Every Everything is roped off. There's little kind of like booths almost with like a few deck chairs or like an outdoor couch. And that's where you can sit. But otherwise, you literally are just standing there. Um, ordering $20 drinks in the bar, $30 drinks, whatever. Um, nightclub, very similar. The nightclubs are oppressively crowded. Uh, yes. I've told a couple stories of nightclubs where there's literally, if you have a table, you've got a big booth and you've got a table and you've got all these drinks and you can fit 12 people there. Uh, if you don't have a table, there's nowhere to sit. There's nowhere to chill. You are packed like sardines very tightly. It's very uncomfortable. Um, it's kind of hard to get away. So that, that's what the club experience is like in Vegas. Um, to get a seat, you must have bottle service. And what bottle service entails is you you have to spend a minimum. You actually don't have to buy a bottle, but that's it's just the most efficient way to go. <laughs> okay. Um, it is a, a $1,000 minimum, like bare minimum. And I think most places $1,500. What? Yeah, $1,500 minimum. So- you know, if you've got five people, you know, that's a few hundred bucks a piece. That's a lot. If you've got like 12 people, uh, it, it's actually like doable, right? Okay. A hundred yeah. some. Sure. And what they okay. what they do is, let's say you order a bottle of Grey Goo. And it, like you can get a cheaper bottle of alcohol, but they don't have like Skull. They don't have well. No, you got to get, get some good booze. Vodka, right. And, every, and you always get uh, vodka because like you don't get a brown liquor. Because Why? You don't want to sit there drinking like whiskey drinks all night it's just heavier oh okay so everyone orders vodka vodka is just like what you do <laughs> okay so uh what if i don't break... like vodka what if i like bourbon you can get bourbon if you want I just... guy wants to drink. if i'm dropping 1200 i've been you know get myself a bottle of buffalo trace i'm not messing around that's fine go for all the right. buffalo trace yo i already have so uh a, a beautiful often scantily clad woman uh comes out as your server as you do, and usually it's do. Her, usually it's her, one or two other kind of um, uh, like not like bus boys, but you know the 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 other staff that kind of like refill the waters and do the other kind of stuff. Yeah, um, and then usually like a security guard is kind of like doing rounds and kind of keeping an eye on you, like it's, with you or uh, uh, no. with, with the the people. Yeah, with any group, like it it there there it's a good thing. Like the, like you basically have a crew of people who are there dedicated to making sure you have a good time. Okay. They'll bring out your, your, your alcohol in a bucket of ice and they bring out three or four carafts with mixers in them, orange juice, cranberry juice, whatever. Uh, and those, they refill immediately. They are never empty. Okay. You constantly have them. They're comped. 
Okay. Right? <laughs> so all that's set, you get a handful of bottles of water, maybe one for each person. And then, and then there's the liquor. Um, okay. And you pay for that experience. And their, I, their goal is to get you to drink it as quickly as possible. So you get another one. So they you either get another one or they can dismiss you to make room for more people if the oh, club is Oh, because if you're done drinking, you got to go. You mm -hmm. can't linger. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not like get a bottle and stay for eight hours at the pool party. It's like <laughs> get a bottle and you better nurse and milk it, right? Oh so my. yeah. So John tells me this story a few months ago. And Brian, I was so jealous. You know why? Why? Because you have FOMO? Because he and his three buddies were just chick magnets the whole time they're there. Ice Bank you, John or your your no 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 God partner, no podcast John, John. Okay. oh my God no All right, no podcast John okay. no but like think about you're like you can bring anyone into your booth you want so if there's a fine lady that oh. you know has an eye on you it's like oh hey you know I'll play the game right I'll I'll do a little flirting I'll maybe step over the rope I'll maybe drink some of your expensive liquor and hang on your arm and that kind of thing right oh my God right yeah. It's the Vegas game. It's the everything that you and I are terrible at on a daily basis. Right. And have no desire to be good at. Right. But you get an edge in Vegas. It's like a cheat yes. code. Okay. True. Okay. Yeah. But that cheat code, you, you know, throw down some plastic to get it. That's a $1,500 cheat code, but it's a cheat code. <laughs> Fair enough. So I'm like, so I'm, you know, since this podcast, I'm like, I want to go to Vegas and do the bottle service thing and have people look at me or I'm the high status guy, not just some gangly, you know, whatever dude walking around, whatever. What video game t-shirt were you wearing? Mega Man for most of it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I was, I was in Vegas for my relative's bachelor party. He, his friends know how to party, Brian. Oh, really? So both of the clubs we went to were at the uh, Hilton at Resorts World, which is the hotel I stayed at at CES two months ago. Oh, okay. Weirdly, how do you pick the how do you pick the clubs? Because every place has clubs, you know, and they yeah. all seem like they'd be about the same. Yes, unless you find a club with like women over thirty five. That's where <laughs> that's where I'd be heading. Uh, no, not in Vegas. No, no, it's, no women over 35. It's the DJ you picked by the DJ. Oh, well, that doesn't help me. Well, well, if you're in the EDM, which all of us were, then you're good. Um, so they wanted to go to the pool party because DJ cash cash was playing. Okay. <laughs> you're waiting. Like I'm going to go, Oh, <laughs> fantastic. That's my favorite DJ. Um, DJ cash cash is three people. Oh, then shouldn't it be DJ Cash Cash Cash? It should, right? Cash cubed. It should be. Yeah, but it's not, it's just two. Only Who, two. Only two of them were spinning at a time, and the other one just wander off. Wow, maybe <laughs> it's union. He gets his union break. I, they can only spin for so long, then they get dizzy and they have to walk away. And somebody then gets a break, and then the other cash jumps in since they're all nameless and interchangeable. <laughs> they're just all right. Cash three, hop in. Cash two, you're on break. Go get a go get a sandwich. I don't know. I don't know. Are they all in? I pictured them all in like white vinyl jumpsuits. <laughs> no, they were just dressed like bros, and they kept pulling out these flags. You know, like flags you can just kind of wave. Let's go, Brandon so, flags. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's go, Brandon flags. And okay. They're throwing them in the crowd. Wow! They threw, like they threw more flags in the crowd than there were people there. 
Because <laughs> the other thing, Brian, is that all the day clubs are outdoors in Vegas, yeah. and it was 54 degrees. Oh, that doesn't seem pleasant. No. I'm going to guess that cuts down on the really scantily clad women, which is the whole reason you go to one of those pool clubs. Yeah, I cut down a little bit. Well, the, uh, there were there was like nobody there. There were like 150 people there. Probably oh the God. capacity was probably 1500 or something. Um, not good. No, but the pool was, I didn't get in, but apparently the pool was pretty much heated. So people were just getting in the pool and it was awesome. It's because they were drinking $40 drinks. They didn't want to get out to pee. Probably. <laughs> so we they, get, want to, they don't want to pish pish with cash cash. <laughs> they don't want to what with cash cash. I'm I said pish 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 because, pish. Yeah, because I didn't want to, you know, be vulgar. Oh, we're still a PG. Well, I don't know what we are. No, if I trust me, I'm this close to unleashing every profanity that I know. But no, so I they don't want to go wee wee. But pish pish with cash cash sounded better than they didn't want to get out and pee with cash cash. You see, oh, I, did, I yeah, went with I the sh the soft uh, the blends at the end. If you if you get enough bottle service, you can actually just pee on the DJ. Wow. Yeah. That's got to cost a lot of money. That's, or maybe for some DJs, not much at all. Go in there, buy a Diet Coke. Unleash. Release right. the carafe of urine. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you're, so you're in the club. Actually, the day I, club. actually, I saw there was a table and there was some guy and three uh, waitresses came out and they popped champagne and sprayed it all over this dude. And we're just like, that guy just had $4,000 in champagne sprayed all over his body. Man, I wish I had that kind of money. Not to do that kind of stupid stuff. I'd do other stupid stuff. Oh, no, 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 no. See, I wish I had that kind of money to do that kind of stupid stuff. Oh, yeah, I'd do stupid stuff. There's no doubt about it. I don't know if I'd let, you know, hot young girls spray champagne on me because I'd know that it was just for the money. <laughs> I'd do, you know, I'd do other stuff. Honestly, it doesn't make it any worse. No, probably I'm, I'm, not. I'm just saying. Who am I well, kidding? I'm trying to be all high and mighty. I want those scantily clad bikini girls spraying. I don't care if it's Long Island iced teas or Shirley Temples, you know, Corbell champagne that I'm paying, you know, cost me 16 bucks at Benny's. They're charging me 3000 I don't care. Oh, uh, boy. Yeah. Well, we, uh, all right, so, so we get there. We order a bottle of vodka. We all, you know, there's like 12 of us. And uh, immediately, first thing the waitress does is pour a bunch of shots. Wow. Right. So we now all have, well, so no, first thing she does is she pours everyone a vodka Red Bull. Fine. I don't, whatever. Someone <laughs> ordered the, it. Does everybody only drink vodka in Las Vegas? It's apparently very common in, in the bottle service world. Okay. I wonder if that's because it came from like Russian oligarchs. I think, I think because it's lighter, like they, the implication that I've heard is that like a bourbon is heavier and that like, it's a, it's like, you'll get weighed down or it'll fill you up faster or something. Vodka is more like watery, right? Like you can kind of, you can just go through vodka and it, it's not going to like wreck you. I don't know. Some people get tequila too, which I'm like, no, no, oh. but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a hard liquor expert. All right. Listen, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know either. What am I, what do I know? I don't know. What do I know, you know I watched Entourage and they would get, you know, like tequilas and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So you're there. You Now, wait, did you order the shots or they just bring you the shots? They kind of call the shots. They move little, things along. They, you, know, you don't have to. Like, if they offer you a shot, you can say no, right? But can we're you? all 
we're all there. We get the bottle service. We all get our little vodka Red Bull. Oh, hey, hey oh, I made a little grapefruit shot. It's basically a two-ounce shot of vodka with a splash of grapefruit juice. Oh, here, everybody do those. Boom, round one. Oh, round two comes. Boom, there's another round of shots. Now, all of a sudden, the carafe containing all of our remaining vodka is about four inches high. Uh-oh. And we've uh, now been there. Now, wait, they give it to you in a carafe? You don't get the actual bottle? Your dad's weighing in in the comments. Yeah. Uh, because it's the cheapest booze. Yeah. There you go. Um, they they bring it. They bring out the bottle. You get the whole like you know seven hundred fifty, not the it's like the gallon or whatever the giant one. Not a handle. You no. Seven fifty milliliter. Yeah. Regular bottle, but yeah. they bring out the bottle. Yeah, huge. So you bottle. know it's real. Huge now, do bottle. they open it in front of you? Is yeah. it sealed? Yeah. All right. It's not watered down. No. They're not running some hustle. No. All right. No. no. Says you. So it's all it's all sealed up. They open up, they pour it, and then they pour some drinks, and then they pour the rest into a carafe. Oh, I see. So at this point, we've been there 15 to 20 minutes tops. Uh, there are like three drinks worth of vodka left. There's 12 of us. <laughs> and the actual DJ that we're, that we're there to see doesn't cash, go cash. on. Cash, cash. Doesn't come on for 90 minutes. Oh, my. So. Cha-ching. Our one-bottle experience quickly turned into a two-bottle experience. Get out. Which. I haven't actually seen any bills yet from the weekend, but we also got two bottles at the nightclub. So Ooh. I'm guessing between the dozen or so of us, we'll we we spent between six and nine thousand dollars. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You've got to be kidding me! I. <laughs> like that yeah. is oh my god for that, that's ridiculous for that many i should i should i should caveat this by uh by the way i won four hundo when i was in vegas so still not enough to cover your bar tab my expenses though cut oh, pretty significantly uh, well, by by my roulette good. winnings i, I crushed oh, you played roulette. roulette wow I crushed you are, it you are very uh, european i used to play roulette uh, before I learned how to play blackjack, I'd play roulette and, uh, it was always fun. I always got a gin and tonic because I was pretending I was James Bond. And before you, before you say anything, people in the uh, chat, I know James Bond didn't drink gin and tonics, but I didn't like martinis. So I would have a gin and tonic cause I, you know, lasts a little longer, even though you're who, getting free drinks at the table. Who likes martinis? A lot of people do a lot of, uh, who knows vodka martini. You, you, I'm surprised you guys weren't all making martinis with your vodka. You know who is Meep? I don't know. I got I got this for you, Meep. You know what else I got that's huge? Uh, choke <laughs> on it. Um, can you ban this person from? Oh, I, uh, I don't know what is. I don't know where what their deal is. They're coming in on YouTube. Yeah, I do have a big forehead because I'm at a bad angle. But uh, oh well. Mm, We're putting uh, a time out. Time out. Well, so uh, anyway, and the the <laughs> you just put the comments on this oh no i didn't think so what you I guess i did I, I thought i died uh, no. wow what's going on here you're, you're i'm i'm working on the right. so anyone watch anyone not watching this uh there's some troll i guess is posting weird comments in the youtube channel and Brian. yeah i don't actually, know why it's why it's doing that right actually put them on the screen uh not just in the chat but actually on the on the screen that was I'm very sorry. funny that was very um funny. the uh 
so yeah so at first club we didn't do real great uh the the very attractive waitress you know she's coming around she's like pet one of the guy's arms and stuff and she's just playing us like fiddles and like after the second round of shots i'm like you guys we got to get our acts together like this we this can't this cannot continue we cannot do three bottles so that that was our experience there but i gotta say i mean we had two big couches to ourselves uh we were right in front of the dj it was pretty solid and then the nightclub we saw tiesto have you heard of tiesto no of course i have not well, Tiesto's, been, Tiesto's like in his late 50s, I think. Like he's been doing DJ stuff since like basically EDM was invented. Like he was like techno before it was EDM. You know what I mean? Cody, to me, here's my frame of reference for DJs. When I worked in a uh, nightclub, the DJs just played records. They'd scratch a little and, and mix a little between like a song off the Footloose soundtrack and uh, some other hip hoppy deal. That was DJ. I, I don't know. I know one... We know one person we used to work with who is a DJ. Uh, used to work with us at the other station. DJ Cash. DJ Cash. Cash Cash Era. DJ Cash Era. Right. Who's very popular in Chicago. Yes. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know what any of that means. I, I mean, there's... I know what DJs do. I I don't go to places where there are DJs. Ketamine. What wedding DJs play straight up the Proud Mary and you know. It's raining men so that old people can dance. That's what DJs do. And ketamine. I don't know what that is either. <laughs> All right. All right, good. Well, uh, anyway, I I had a great bottle cervix experience. We we then went a bottle to the cervix night. experience. Uh, is that bottle, what you just we said? had a great cervix experience. It was <laughs> wow, tremendous. What would your wife say about that? It was a dilated experience. Let me tell you that. Now I've got again. It's been a long time since I've been to Vegas. I'm guessing uh, anymore that I am way outside the majority of the Vegas demographic. Not way outside. Depending on probably what hotel you go to. Um. <sighs> Maybe with I mean, our big you, foreheads. Well, no, you gotta have so much money to go, right? Okay, so let me give you this example. There's yeah. all the half. We go to the nightclub. We got to the nightclub at twelve thirty, because the main DJ didn't go on till one fifteen in the morning. Okay, because it's Vegas, and that's what you do. Right. <clears throat> and Tiesto, like I said, big name. He's been around a long time. Uh, and the set was it's one of the greatest live shows I've ever seen. It was unbelievable. But we get in, and we had this big area in the in the back corner which one of the guys was kind of bummed. We were so far back, but I like that you could see the whole club. Okay. Um, it was the Zook nightclub in the Hilton at Resorts world. Okay. And um, it was- Is there amazing. a cover on top of the bottle service? No, 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 no. If, so if you get bottle service, you get your own line, basically. Like you, you get to go in your own line. They didn't like pat me down or frisk me or anything. They just did a quick wand wave. That's so you nice. You can pretty much walk in with whatever drugs you want, right? Because you're paying them thousands of dollars. Um, and then there's no cover. Normally a cover is usually in Vegas at a nightclub like that for women, it's like 20 to $40. And for right. men, it's 80 to a hundred usually what to walk in the door. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. They're, they're good parties and there's some beautiful people at these clubs. So I'm sure there are beautiful people at the clubs, but no, no, no. cheaper than a strip club and better music. I don't know. I'm not going to a strip club either. Well, no one hopefully is. Uh, but we get, but okay, so it's your age thing. So yeah. we get to our booth and we're, we're in the back and we've got the 12 of us. And there's another table in our booth area 
there's like a pretty big booth area, like the size of my living room, maybe. Okay. And so we had our little side and then the other side, definitely members of a cartel. Like nice. definitely like Mexican cartel, cocaine, like gang, like they could, they know people that will kill you like straight up, like four cartel dudes in their like suits with the open shirts. What, no, and I'm, I'm not even kidding. Somebody in our party confirmed that one of them is the leader of a cartel. His How? dad, he talked to either him or one of the servers and was like, oh yeah, his dad like runs this cartel. And then like, he's this guy and you could like see him on the news. And I think he Googled his name. So there's a literal drug cartel Ooh. guy. So he's older than you, I'm sure. And they, you know, they had yeah, their babes. A lot, and, of, a lot of, I guess if you have that kind of money, cartel, right. I don't have cartel money. Right. But like to have that kind of money, there aren't that many people in their twenties getting bottle service in Vegas. Hell, they, these guys that I was with, they were in their early thirties and like, we couldn't really afford it. It was a big splurge. Right. So like, I think forties, maybe even early fifties is like the sweet spot for a lot of the bottle service parties. Um, but it also depends on groups, right? Like people go with groups of friends. So, okay. So yeah, but, uh, uh, oh, something went wrong. Am I frozen? No, no. I just got a weird message. Uh, all, all <laughs> I'll who? say is Zook from Night a cartel. Club. Yeah. Maybe a cartel is shutting down your computer. Cause you're talking about them. Probably. Hey, I, I, I don't have any shade to throw at them. I um, I'll say is this nightclub was sick. They had like these giant panels of led lights that like rose and fall from the ceiling. So it's kind of like the whole nightclub was like breathing in and out. I mean, it was, it was beautiful. Uh, and that one of the security guys goes, uh, he, he went to the bachelor and he's like, yo dude, it's your bachelor party. I, he escorted the bachelor up to the very front of the club, right in front of the DJ with three of his friends. And he, so he took four of the guys up to the very front to dance right in front of the DJ, like right in the <laughs> middle of everything. In fact, it was in front of a rail. So like the general populace, you know, the peons, the non-bottle service peasants at the club, they couldn't even get that close. They had to just watch oh, it stand no. behind my cousin and his buddies dancing. So they, that they was just like, the four dudes up there dancing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there were like eight of us, you know, hanging back. No, I mean, four dudes and surrounded by a million other people, but they were, okay. they got the, but like the whole time security's checking on us. At one point, and this is, the, this is the highlight of the night, Brian, the highlight of the night. I had told my cousin, I'm going to be on hot girl duty. And what that means is, I'm going to make sure that no hot chick jumps the rope or tries to like rope in one of the guys and start getting free drinks from us. Right. Cause I don't like moochers. No, definitely not. I'm with you. And I don't like when hot girls think they can get away with doing anything just cause they're hot. Cause they hot. know they can they know they can do whatever they want. That's been their life. That's been their entire existence being hot. So the security guy kind of taking care of our booth. He goes, you guys want some girls in here? And, <laughs> and our, our point guy, we had a point guy that was like just less drunk than everybody that kind to kind of handle the bills and the tabs and stuff. He's like, yeah, yeah, bring some girls in. So Whoa. he finds this group. I don't know. This group of girls must've been walking by. There were like eight or nine, like six to eight or nine, uh, smoking hot, young, like 20 something. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Only fans just, models. Uh, basically better just wait just wow. unrealistically beautiful club girls in vegas and they walk into our little area and i didn't know what was going on i just thought they were they were you know they were someone invited them or maybe they had a table in our area or something but they come in and uh 
a couple of them were cool. A couple of them were cool. Started talking to the dudes. A couple of them were not cool. Yeah. One of them, like one of the guys, like Hannah wanted a drink and she kind of gave him this look like, why are you giving this to me? Kind of a thing. You know, and it's like, there are guests, right? Because I'm trying to roof you, baby. So immediately, like literally within one minute, the guy goes up to our point guy and he goes, hey, are you not, are you not feeling this? Like, and he's like, no, their vibe is off, man. And he's like, do you want him to go? And he's like, yeah, I don't really want him here. And this dude, this dude whose job it is to get us to spend money, right? And it would have gone real fast with those girls there. Immediately, he's just like, all right, you're out. Gets every single one of them to turn around on their ass and march their ass out of there. And we kicked out close to 10, like 10s. And it was just the most satisfying thing of the entire That weekend. I like, that you don't have to get into it with them. No, oh, just no, tell your no. guy, hey, man. Dude, we were handled. That's the thing. And that's the thing. Like, because I was telling my wife about it. And she, okay, of course, I know one's going to spend $1,200 on a bottle of Grey Goose, right? But uh, if you're with the group and you can make the money work, maybe you got some casino winnings and you can, or maybe it's a special occasion, um, you're treated like a king. And yeah. You've got people got your back. They're there to make sure you have a great time. No one's going to mess with you. You get to do what you want. Um, and then later in the night, when the club started to empty out a little bit, they moved our table and they moved us all to like the very front of the club right next to the stage. Wow. Because their crowd control was so on point. They would like move tables and stuff and like move the crowd and everything and close off sections. So it always felt really full, no matter where you were. Oh. It was, it was rockstar, man. I got to tell you, I just, Zook nightclub, like in Hilton Resorts World, uh, Tiesto has a, um, a residency there. So okay. he's there like twice a month. Um, and man, it's just, uh, it's a thing I will never be able to probably afford to do with a group of people that cool ever again, man. Yeah. You got to like that. Yeah. Well, that's, it, it makes for a good story. Would okay. you do, would you do it again? If you went out there, would you bottle service again? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Bottle cervix again. If I had to pay a thousand bucks for a good club night bottle service and I won a few hundred at, uh, roulette maybe. Um, and I had the money. If I had the money, I don't really have the money right now because uh, I've been unemployed for five months, right. but I will have the money because I'm going to start aggressively saving money. And uh, to know, blow it on booze. Maybe when I'm 40, man, maybe when I'm 40, I'll grab a few friends, do 40th there birthday bash. How many years service. is that? It's two. Okay. Man. 40 be a good time to go out there, blow, you know, $40,000. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking, I'm not trying to be curmudgeonly about it. Even when I was, even when I was young and I've been in Vegas a lot. And a lot of times I was working Vegas. Um, but like I'd rather go out and drop a couple hundred on a really good meal. I've never been a, a club guy, you know. I would go, but it was never really my vibe. Yeah, you know, uh, I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't feel like I fit in. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't successful uh, with the ladies in that kind of atmosphere. I was successful with the ladies in different atmospheres, and just the throbbing music and the, uh, you know, half the time I wanted to kill somebody. <laughs> So, yeah, and and I don't boy, that just seems I'm glad 
that you had fun. I'm glad people have fun. It just doesn't sound like it doesn't sound like something I would even want to do. Now, granted, fast forward to you know, I win the lottery and then I'm living in a corner booth at one of these clubs, just uh, <laughs> bottle service of my ass off, dropping 20, 20 large a night. Uh, you know, just like job. I plus, I also, I also like, I think at a certain age, it looks sad. Oh, sure. Like, you're still in the age group where it's cool. Like, at a certain age, you look like a mope. And I know even mopes with a lot of money can, you know, pull tens. But at what cost? You know? Yeah. Go to the lounge. You'll be, the, <laughs> you'll, be you'll pull somebody for a couple hundred. That's it. <laughs> I'm with you. It is excessive it is your dad wants to go your dad wants to go get bottle service i'm so i'm totally down i just Um, see your dad there sitting in shades with his uh, kilt on playing some mini bagpipes while the girls (laughs) girls are coming in to get some twelve hundred dollar vodka from him i mean we've got our family's got a lot of games so we'd be we'd be in a lot of trouble there'd be a lot of game out there we went out there but um the there i'm a club type of i'm a bottle service at a club type of guy like, yeah, I like to go to the clubs of Vegas. So it's for me, uh, when I talk to my wife and even when I went, I'm like, like, it was one of the best DJ sets I've ever seen. It was so hot. I was all about it, but I wouldn't bring her cause that's not her scene. Yeah. What I will say is I think in your case or in her case, like if, if someone put a gun to your head and they're like, get bottle service, um, the day club's the way to go. Cause it's a pool party. Yeah. It's a pool party with a great DJ. All you do is sit out there in the Vegas sun, get some sun, drink some vodka, hang out, watch the, you know, the ladies get in and out of the pool, listen to some great beats. Like that, I think is a pretty universally appealing. That sounds, that sounds more fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, you're outside. It's, it's, it's not. I, I say all this and you know me, you know, I love to be sequestered from the public. <laughs> you know, I like special treatment. I like to be behind the velvet rope. I like the, you know. Oh, Mr. Noonan, you come in this way. I like this, the special table, you know, at a restaurant, th- that kind of stuff. I like that. Yeah. Um, but just not in that atmosphere, you know, like the be the, the daytime thing, like getting a cabana at a, you know, a pool and spending money sitting there all day. That's, that's to me, that sounds all right, you know, but I also have a very low tolerance for a BS and schmooze. So like that's why I always hated going to Hooters when they fawn all over you in that fake. Uh, I don't want you know. Shut up. I, that's why I hated the Bevix. I I don't like any of that fake stuff. I know I know the deal. All right, that's kind of why I don't like strip joints either. I know the deal. All right, you're here because I have money. You're trying to get me to spend more money. Chill out. I'll spend the money you need me to spend, but don't don't blow smoke up my ass unless that's extra. And then we're not doing it here at the pool. Okay, we're taking that up to the suite. Yeah. Uh, but so it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm torn. I like the, I like the exclusivity of the experience that you just described. I like that a lot. Yeah. We'll have to put it, put it in a different environment and I'm down. Yeah. You know, and you've done all you, you've done all inclusives in like the Dominican Republic. And I always buy the exclusive package where I get to go to the private bar and I get to, you know, I don't have to mingle with the great unwashed all the time. You know, I, I'm, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's so, less yeah. than a thousand bucks a day. 
Oh yeah. It's like, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I, you know, even now, you know, me, I know what I can, I know what I spend, what I can spend for booze at home versus what I got to pay for booze out. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same booze. Plus I don't have to stand in line for the bathroom. You know, I mean, it's the same amount of action. Zero. <laughs> so well, the only thing that might make you feel better, or me feel better is that on another bachelor party trip that one of the guys had been to in Miami, they got wow. bottle service and someone got a bucket of Modelo's. Like a, what's in a bucket? Like 12, six or 10, six or 10. Okay. How much do you think the bucket of Modelo cost? $250 in Miami, $750. <laughs> so they get the bill apparently. And he's just like, this can't be right. And the whole party just lost their mind. A bucket of Modelo, $750. Yeah. Oh, thank God. I don't have friends who are getting married. That's wow. Want to go to a bachelor party? No, I don't think so. I'm buying a car. Uh, so I really don't have, I really don't have time to go to your bachelor party. Well, if you ever get the chance, if you ever, this, this was a once in a lifetime kind of deal, you know? No, if, it's again, so. like I said, I would, I like the experience sounds fun. It's where the experience took place that for me is just not, you know, just not where I want to be, yeah. you know? But if I could, again, if I could sit outside, uh, at a pool and smoke a cigar and drink, you know, old fashions all day. Like one time I was in Ma- in Vegas, I don't know what it was for, and I drank uh I drank Manhattans nonstop. Like from morning till till I passed out at night. I was drinking Manhattan because it at uh the Flamingo during happy hour is two for one. So I was drinking <laughs> t- double fisted Manhattans double all day, and then I was drinking Manhattans at night, and the people I was with were like, Holy cow, how are you still standing? I was like, oh, probably watered down Manhattan's. I don't care. Bang, 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 bang. So I'm I wouldn't mind that sitting somewhere where they were just, you know. And if listen, if a beautiful woman wants to pour them for me, just keep your uh keep your jibber jabber to yourself. Just pour my drink and look pretty, honey. That's all. You know, I don't have time for your jibber jabber. Yeah, I got I got peer pressured by our server into one drink at the club. I was I was a very light drink. You at have, the club. Now do you have to you tip on top of this, right? Yeah, at the end of the night on the bill. Okay, so the yeah. bill's nine thousand dollars. <laughs> what do you t- what do you tip it on nine thousand dollars? Eighteen hundred bucks. I didn't see a single receipt because <laughs> there were two guys in the party handling it all, and we're all gonna get a bill at some point. And that oh my probably- God, so you don't even know how much you spent. No, I'm I'm in my head. I'm planning on giving somebody nine hundred dollars. And I'm it hoping that like enough. I'm hoping that's high. My friends, they, they the consensus was there's no way it's going to be above that. But again, I won 400 bucks on roulette, and I walked out up 400 bucks. So I beat the casino for the first time ever. Did you? I beat did you Vegas. though? Actually, so I beat Vegas. No, uh, no, no. When we kicked those girls out of our booth, that's when we beat Vegas. That I that yes, okay, that you did beat Vegas at highlight. That highlight of the story because they they were they were such hot stuff you know they were such hot stuff they could do whatever they wanted they could walk in and be like who are you give me your drink like and you know what we were like gtfo 
bros before hoes, y'all are done. And we just got them out of there. It was amazing. And did we, they put up any stink when the bouncer was trying to toss them? No, they were pretty chill. One even had a shot in her hand and like one of the guys took it out of her hand or the bouncer or somebody like oh. took it out of her hand. Like it was like, get out of here. You're done. It was great. Wow. So satisfying because that never happens. It never happens. <laughs> the power dynamic in a club or bar, anywhere you go as oh, a no. male is the hot young girls get to do whatever they want. And here we just, we were just like, no, no, we're, we're the bottle service people here. It yeah. was so satisfying. Yeah. You were the big shots. Mm -hmm. You were the man amongst men. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. It was tight. It was tight. So now you come home, you know, you've abandoned your family. You blew all their money. But you won $400. Actually, I came out even more ahead. Because uh -oh. I, was, I was supposed, that was all Friday night. We're out to 6 a.m., right? Oh, I was God. supposed to fly back Sunday afternoon. So I was supposed to stay a whole nother day. And after I woke up at like 2 p.m., I was like, I can't, you, we have peaked. We've peaked with two day, two bottle service in one day. Vegas will not, like sometimes less is more. Yeah. I was, I was like, I got to get out of here before it's too late. And I, re <laughs> I rebooked my flight for 10 PM. I called my wife and I was like, I am coming to help you watch the kids. I'm going to be home Sunday morning. I got in Sunday morning at like 4 AM and I got home, took a nap and was home all day instead of, cause Vegas is a lot. Vegas is a lot. And it, there's a time you're right. There's it's if things started off that good, they're not going to, they're not going to keep getting better and better. Like Saturday night might've been a nightmare. Well, Saturday night, someone in our hotel got shot with a gun to death. He died. Man, there was a fatality. Yeah, see, I told you it wouldn't have got, it wouldn't have gotten better. No, everyone in my party was safe, but two people were locked out high on edibles and they couldn't get to our room because the whole LVPD was there. So yeah, I'd say that things took a turn and, uh, I'm glad I wasn't part of that. Yeah, well, thank goodness you're home. Mm -hmm. You know, lighter in the wallet, but wiser in your uh, in your experiences. Yes. yes. I, I can't imagine, though, how beautiful the women must have been there. I uh, just can't was, imagine. It was, it was, it, the, the two that actually came up and stood next to me, actually, I was actually uncomfortable with how beautiful they were and how close they were to me. I was like, I don't know. I can't process because the show was so good. I was already in the middle of like the best DJ set I've ever heard. Basically the, the ceiling is pulsing in and out. The lasers are everywhere. Like I'm having that, that all my, like my cousin, all his friends are there. I'm having the You're time high of my AF. life. Yeah. I, I was, I was out of my mind and I'm just like, I, I'm just like, I don't, I don't need this. Like this is too much. <laughs> it's like, I'm already barely, I'm already practically overloaded. Like just get out, get out. And then when I left, I was like, it's great. Wow. Yeah. So beautiful. They made you uncomfortable. Yeah. Just so that was my week that for a minute. That was my story. Sorry. It took a lot longer. Wow. No, thought, that's a but... great story. Cause I'm, you know, that's uh wow. That is terrific. I'm happy for you. Good for you. Thanks. Now, what do you wear? What's the dress code? Do they, do these clubs have a dress code? Oh, very strict dress code. All right. They will not let you in with certain shoes, certain. Uh, so I wore jeans and a, a, a button down untalked with a blazer. It's pretty standard. Okay. Okay. Usually, usually jeans and a button down is pretty, pretty standard. Only my cousin and I wore a blazer. 
Really? So yeah, and you gotta wear you wear dress shoes to be safe, but you can get in with like Air Jordans or like con like certain sneakers that are trendy, high end, high end sneakers, high end or just trendy, fashionable like. You like Jordans, right? So, yeah. What if I wore my Yeezys? Could I get in with my Yeezys? I don't know what that is. Those are Kanye's gym shoes. He still has shoes? Well, Wait, he he's not a basketball player. I know. Why does he have shoes? Because he designed them and sold them. You really didn't? You really don't know about Yeezys? No, that sounds dumb. Oh, they're the ugliest things on the planet. <laughs> they're horrific. Looks like you know you have uh, a pockmarked zomb melting zombie on your foot, but I don't know they were they were cool for a minute. Wow. Yeah. All right. So we know what to, you got to dress it up. You got to look. You got to look like you have bottle service money. Mm. All right. You know somebody. You know one of our old listeners on the overnight show offered no. me bottle service in Chicago. No. There was a listener. I think I. I this is so curious. It was women fifteen years ago. There was a guy that got my cell number who was a listener. I don't remember how I, I must've given it to him when he called one time and he would text me like funny pictures he found, but he, he said he ran, he was like a manager or owned or something underground lounge or some other bar downtown and offered me bottle service. Was it Billy and Deck? I don't know who it was. I don't mm -hmm. remember the guy's name or the bar or anything, but there was a guy and he specifically said, you and your friend should come out. I'll hook you up with bottle service. And I didn't know what that meant. And I worked weekends with you, so I couldn't do it anyway. So I wow. never followed up with him. But now I'm like, God, I could have been like a 23-year-old hotshot with bottle service in Chicago. You'd have been a baller back, back then before there even were ballers. I wouldn't have known how to dress or talk to anybody there. It would have been a disaster. Well, that's the good thing. If you're up there, you don't have to talk to anybody unless you bring them in to your little orbit. And we didn't. We didn't. It was just us. It was like yeah. 12 dudes. We're like having a great time. It was like, let's Rolling. go, dude. Man. See, that's nice. Yeah. That's nice. And you bailed early, so that's good. Bailed from Vegas. What are the, yeah. la what are the ladies wear? They got to be all dressed up. They, they wear skirts with uh, that show off so much of their legs, you can't even believe there's that much leg. Wow. The shortest skirts you've ever seen. A lot of them wear heels, not super skanky heels, just like heels. Heels, very short, tight dresses. Very, very short, tight, sleeveless dresses. I wonder Everyone. how many of them are professional. I don't know. I don't you know, know what I mean? There were some freaky chicks in that club. Do Like, literally, one was, like, gyrating and basically doing a strip tease for our booth, and I... I thought she was either a hooker or a stripper or paid by the club, but it okay. was just her and like five of her girlfriends being super slutty, like, and <laughs> like in a fetish way, like she would like come and like do some, like talk to one of our guys and then make like a pouty face. She, like she was like into some freaky stuff. Uh, but wow. there were some freaks there, dude. Like, I don't know what they were on or doing, but like, I mean, more power to them. I'm not criticizing but there were some freaks there, man. It was nuts. Man, it's been so long since I've been to Vegas, and I don't know. I'm trying to think if I've ever been in a club there. There used to be in the MGM, there was kind of a club that was, this was in the days when the real exclusive clubs were like just starting. They hadn't really taken over yet. And the MGM in their, it was like their lounge, but it was in the middle where, and it was, a huge pulsating kind of club 
Nice. Uh, I went in that one very for a very short time. It was like, I just got to get somewhere to drink. Um, and that was it. And then when I was, when I was working, I'd get, uh, I'd get done at the Riv and I'd go drink at the bar or I'd go, you know, to the Stardust or wherever and drink there. Cause that's really all I was doing. Um, <laughs> until one night I got propositioned by a hooker at the Riviera who looked like a kindergarten teacher who I never would have guessed was a hooker. Um, and I'm just sitting there drinking and, uh, she's like, hi, how are you? And I go, Oh, hi, how are you? I'm good. Um, and then within like three questions, it was, so should we go up to your room? <clears throat> I was like, Oh no, I'm drinking. Thanks very much. Have a good night. And then she, <laughs> she walked away. But she looked, she was dressed like a kindergarten teacher. She had a big cowl neck sweater and just some regular pants. Um, you would have seen her walking down. You'd never in a million years, you never would have guessed she was a hooker. You sure she wasn't just a really friendly kindergarten teacher? Um, no, I didn't get that vibe. Could have been the Manhattans talking, but hmm. you know, thankfully the Manhattans talk sense to me. Hmm. They, they, when I'm a, when I'm on bourbon, it's uh yeah, we just we don't play. We don't play games. Were you dressed like a principal? No, I was dressed uh, well. I was dressed in show clothes, so my clown shoes and uh, you know, squirting flower on my lapel, a big bow tie that spun around, and a beanie, hmm. which is what I always wear on stage. You know that, right? So I was in those show clothes. Yeah, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Is that part of the dress code for stand-up comics? Well, I try to set my own. You know, there's no real dress code. It used to be in the '80s. It was the uh, blazer with the sleeves pushed up. Uh, a lot of guys with the skinny piano tie. That was uh, that was a look. Oh. Um, I've kind of no, I've kind of kept my same look my entire <laughs> my entire life, which is sad, you know. But it works for me. So, yeah. Well, that's man. Yeah. What? Because I wouldn't even know. I know a lot of the hotels that I used to go to aren't even there anymore. So I don't know. You know. Um, I always stayed like when we would when we would drive over from LA and stay there. I always liked the Flamingo. Yeah, uh, I like their pool. It's old school. It's you know, uh, it's right in the heart of the Strip. It's near everything. Uh, I've stayed at the Paris, which was fine. Uh, I think that was the only like jazzy. Uh, I stayed at the Stardust back a long time ago. That's gone. Yeah, stayed at the Riv. That's gone. Um, but the Riviera, when I would work there, they would give us these big rooms. They weren't suites, but they were giant rooms. Just giant. Like, you could play football in these rooms. And I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Uh, and then you'd get to then you'd get to eat at the, at the employee cafeteria. What? Because we were employees. So if we wanted to eat at the... Like, if at 3 in the morning, you wanted a Reuben sandwich, you go down to the bowels of the Riviera... And go in and they'll make you, you know, you can get something to eat. For free? Yeah, because we worked there. Nice. Because we were employees. When's the last time you were there? Working? Oh my God. Uh it was after we moved back from after we moved back from LA. Uh boy, I don't know. It's gotta be it was before I started working at GN. 
So at least 15, 15 years. 15 years, yeah. yeah. It's been a long time. Like 20 years, long, right? Long time. No desire to go back and uh, uh, after I my actually, story? I actually reached out to a club out there. So, you know, you never know. Go back. But I like to go back to work. I yeah. always found Vegas fun for like two days. And then, because when I turned 40, I went out there. We were out there for, I think, almost a week. Oh, God, no. That was too much. No. It was, too much. it was five days, maybe. It was too much. Two days is the, two nights is the max. Yeah. You get in, you stay out super late. The first full day you're there, you party really hard. And then the next day, you get out. Every yeah. time, that's it. That's got to be, that's got to be the way. Because we were there and it was like, oh, my God. And we, you know, that was, that was, uh, I think that was Manhattan time. Or maybe not. Because we went there and re, re uh, went there and renewed our wedding vows. I think on our tenth anniversary, we got remarried by Elvis. Nice. Um, and that coincided with my cousin graduating from UNLV, so that was nice. And uh, then I went there for my fortieth because we were living in LA. But yeah, now I don't know. I never really liked to gamble because I never had the the mm. money. So I I enjoy it. I enjoy going. There was still a rush, but now there's other places I like to go and want to go. So where if I'm spending money, I'm getting something in return. Wait, but if you gamble and you win, then you actually get more money. True, but mm, I would win a little here and there. Yeah, you know? but you're supposed to. You want to. You want to win. Oh, I know. I want to win. So but you, they didn't build. They didn't build all those hotels with all of us going out there and winning. Right. But you're, but I'm just saying like, cause like, cause I went, I told my friends, I was like, I want to go make some money. So I'm going to go play roulette and win. And then I went and then I won and then I left and then I had more money. So, well, sure. Just, if you know when to quit, just, you just do that. Well, sure. No, I, I, there were times when I would do that. I'd go up a little or I'd win, you know, I'd win a hundred bucks. We'd go out to dinner. Uh, then the next day, maybe I'd win 50 bucks and we'd buy some drinks you know, so I was winning to cover my expenses, which was fun, mm -hmm. you know, so I'm not against it. I did, you know, I've never been so flush with cash that it's like, I could just, if I lose, I don't care. I always cared if I lose, losed, uh, yeah. <laughs> lost. I would care if I lose too. And Debbie had the weirdest Vegas math anyway, because she would, she would like, she only plays slots. So if she went on the slot, she would keep it in a bucket and she'd keep up. So there were all these buckets up in our room of change and she goes, Oh, I won $300. Okay. What did you, did you, did what'd you spend? Well, I spent 500, but I, I won 300. You, <laughs> so you won 200. No, I want, look at all this over here. This is all my winnings. I go, yeah, but what about where are your losses? I don't count those. Oh, okay. Um, I'm not sure how that works uh, in the accounting world, but so you don't count how much you actually lost. You only count what you won. Mm. So there was always a discrepancy in the dollar amounts. I could never figure out if she won or lost. Mm. Or like I would go and I'd say, all right, I'm going to, I have $200, let's say, that I'm going to gamble with. Well, if at the end I had 201, then I won. If I had 198, I lost. So pretty simple, I, I think, you know, 
but Vegas math is always fun. It's different. It's different. It's, it's different. Because I, but, yeah, because I was 40 down in roulette. Then I was 60 down in crap. So it's down 100 total. And then ooh. I was up a bunch in roulette. So I think I was up 420 in roulette. So nice. minus 100, I was up 320. And then sure. I won a bet on a basketball game. So I was up 400. Wow. Nice. So, Look yeah. at you gambling all over. What do you play at roulette? Do you have certain numbers? Do you split think, your numbers two ways, four ways? What do you play? Straight up? 35 to one? 10 on the outside on black. Okay. 10 on the inside on 24. Okay. It's my wife's birthday. All right. And then I take five single chips and I spread them across the board. Okay. So I put one on four, one on eight, one, one on a crosshair, a couple like that. Usually I'll win a little bit back from the, from the ones. Uh, the table I was at where I won a bunch, it landed on black 10 times in a row. Whoa. So it just kept paying me back for the 24 bet. And after six spins, it hit 24. Boom. So that's a $360 payout plus the yeah. 10 from um, the black. So it's the $370 payout. So I got that. And that's when I was like, this is where it's hard because this is where you have to not blow it all and you keep it. And that's where Vegas gets you. It's more about money management than gambling. Yes. So, but I knew what I was doing. I was like, all right, I'm going to keep playing while it's black. As soon as there's a red number, I'm gone. And like four spins later, there was a red number and I was gone. So wow. I did pretty nice. good. Yeah. Yeah. I always played the same numbers. Uh, some I'd split to two, a couple I'd do four, you know, and then I'd hit, even if I was splitting on the four, some I'd drop a, you know, a full one on, and then there'd still be the fourth. So yeah, it was birthdays, anniversary, stuff like that. It's a fun game. Do it up. Yeah. It's fun. You watch, oh, you watch it roll. No more bets. Then you go, oh, you watch that ball pop and you see it hit in your thing and you were going to win a you know a million dollars and it pops right out. You son of a bitch. And then it just keeps rolling. You're like, oh, I hate you, Vegas. Uh, and then they, but see, at least play it. See, at least sitting at the tables, they bring you free drinks. I didn't get any free drinks when I was there. Kind of disappointing. No, they, they saw you coming. Yeah. They knew you, I was winning. You were a mark. You were a whale. They were, they were going to land you, you and your buddies with your big hair and your giant foreheads coming into, you know, gigantic forehead, just make some money, some do Ray meat. Mo for the money. Oh, you got to get more for the money. That's uh, man, that sounds good. That sounds good. I have not, uh, well, last time I was at a casino was in new Orleans and it had a bad vibe. Really? Yeah. So Debbie was playing, Debbie was playing the slots and I was sitting in the coffee shop, drinking a cup of coffee, like a mope. <laughs> was this during your last trip? No, this was a while ago. Uh, then she realized that it's got bad mojo in that casino. See, I would never go to a casino outside of Las Vegas. Yeah. I just like Rockford's building a casino. Hell no. I, I am either. walking into a Rockford casino. First of all, someone's getting shot there. The first six months is up. I'm calling wow. it now. All right. I'm calling it now. It's Rockford, right? Uh, also, even more depressing than the people who don't have any money, who spend all their money going to Vegas to lose their money. It's people who don't have any money, who don't have the money to go to Vegas to blow their money, so they just stay in Rockford to blow their money. Like, kill me. It's oh, I so used depressing. To, I used to see that one because there used to be buses that would take people from the city here out to the casinos in Indiana. And I'm like, oh, man, no thanks. Hell no. Hell no. Absolutely not. And all these little, oh, my God, I put $3 in the slot machines at the airport, and I was like, this really is the worst waste of I money. know people who've won at the airport though really yeah 
I just, but yeah. slot, slots just ideologically, just, I'm just, there's something I'm opposed Debbie to. Debbie loves the slots. I the can't. quarter, the 25 cent progressives. Oh my God. And it just keeps going up and she, oh man. Um, the last time she won money, I think she won like three or 400 bucks. We went to see a concert in, uh, at the Horseshoe in Indiana. And I lost, I was going to, I was going to play blackjack with uh, $50. I lost it in like four hands. God. So I was out. Um, but she was, so then I have a cigar and I have a drink and I'm sitting around and she's playing the slots and I walk up to her and it didn't hit. And she goes, get away from me. You're bad luck. I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> I'll be at the bar. <laughs> Dude, the last time I played blackjack at the MGM Grand, uh, I was so bad. The dealer told me to stop. <laughs> I was with my wife and she's like, can you please just make him stop? playing right now like he's so bad why are you how are you so bad at blackjack i just i don't know i don't play blackjack any just because blackjack's easy to understand yeah. doesn't mean it's actually like fun or has good odds so mm, no it's got bad i think the worst odds are roulette though the worst odds i think so i think the worst odds are roulette i think I your think best odds are at craps uh craps are pretty good odds you're I mean, you're, I don't know about your worst odds. Like, if you bet on black, those aren't terrible odds. It's basically 50 50. Yeah, you and Wesley Snipes always betting on black. Is that what he does? <laughs> it's a line from Passenger 57. Uh, it was like the iconic, the iconic line in the trailer. Uh, you know, so. <laughs> Sorry, sorry to, to upset you with that. No, but. it's all good. Well, look, I, dude, I, I listen. We're it's it's already ten o'clock. No, we're already no, out of time. No, we're not out of time. We we're started late. Well, you I, had we did so much, I previewed I, several things that you didn't. Get we had to talk a lot about. of time, uh, or we had a lot of stuff. I I don't know where to go. Tomorrow's wanna, tomorrow's pajama day. At tomorrow school. tomorrow is pajama day, because. Um, it's kind of a long story. We have these things at school called eagle eyes. They're little incentives. If kids are following directions, if they're doing good work, if they're being a nice friend, whatever, you give them an eagle eye. I started giving eagle eyes to my, our class just so they'd come in with their iPads charged every morning because these little derelicts take their iPads home and they come back in the morning. God only knows what they and their families are doing on these iPads at home. But they come back and they're like, oh, Mr. Newton, I'm at 12%. I go, and I've tried to use the analogy of these are your tools. If you built buildings and you came to work without your hammer, and these analogies are lost on six-year-olds. They don't know what building things are. They don't know what a hammer is. They don't, you know. So they were. So I said, "Hey, if you uh, come in every morning, I'm going to check your iPads, and if you're at 100, percent you get an eagle eye." So they store up these eagle eyes, and then every month, PBIS is a like a behavior program that teaches. You know, be kind, don't bully, blah blah blah, all kind of all kind of stuff. And they bring around this cart every month with a lot of little cheesy things in it, like uh, maybe one of those poppers or uh, pens or uh, racers. Well, this year they started selling like real world experiences. So for a certain amount of eagle eyes, you could have show and tell for you know one day. Or you could be the line leader for a day, or you could get crazy hair day for your entire class, or you could buy pajama day for your <laughs> for your whole class. So we had two kids. Friday the cart came, and the the P 
PTO mom who was doing it, every time she brought me in a new certificate, she would just go, <laughs> you got another certificate. So we had two kids buy pajama day. We had two kids buy show and tell. We had one kid buy lunch with the teacher. And then he said to me, you know, Mr. Noonan, I want this to be lunch with both teachers. I was like, well, you only bought one certificate and my name comes second. So I'm out. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, no, okay. Well, do both teachers have lunch. Um, and what else do we have some kids buy? Um, how, oh, how, how many eagle eyes for bottle service? <laughs> like water bottle service? Mm -hmm. uh, I think if you, so you could sit uh, on flexible seating, like on bean bags with water bottles where we would bring you buckets of ice and perhaps some little, uh, you know, uh, Powerade packets. Oh. That was 6,000 eagle eyes. Yeah, you got to make one that's like 54,000 eagle eyes just <laughs> yeah. to have it there. But knowing knowing the fifth graders, they would save it all up and combine it so that at the end, uh, so one of our two of our kids bought pajama parties. One of them uh, left. He's he's already on spring break a week before spring break. He and his family left for Florida on Saturday. He's not coming back for hmm. two weeks. I'm like, oh, okay. And he was very nervous that we were going to use his his pajama day when he wasn't here. And I was like, I'm not a jerk. No, I said, we'll wait to, obviously we're going to wait till you get back. But then another kid bought pajama day. So I'm talking to my co-teacher today and she's like, let's just, you want to just, you want to just get this over with and do pajama day tomorrow. Or she goes, you want to do it tomorrow or Thursday? I go, I don't, I don't care. <laughs> she's like, <laughs> she's like, well, all right, you got to make the decision. I go, all right, let's do it tomorrow. So we don't have to, you know, wear regular clothes. <laughs> then... She goes, well, let me ask the kid who bought it. And I'm standing there and she goes, uh, listen, you got to make, when do you want it? Do you want it tomorrow? Or do you want it Thursday? He's like, hmm. And he's given this a lot of thought. Like, you know, we just ask him which of his parents he wants to execute. Hmm. He's not sure. I don't know. Huh? Hmm. And I go, what do you think, Max? Go, uh, tomorrow. Done. Good. Well, so she sends a note home to all the parents. Tomorrow's pajama day. We come back in. At 2.25 from P.E. And we start getting ready to go home at like 10 to 10 to 3. Uh, she makes the announcement that we're going to have pajama day. Oh, my goodness. The class is in an uproar. They can't believe it. They're so excited. Then she says, do you have any questions? What followed that simple question was, I'm not exaggerating, over 10 minutes of first graders asking the most ridiculous questions about pajama day like what well like uh, one young man said do we need to wear underclothes under our pajamas and <laughs> she's like i don't know i don't think so and i'm like wow pretty uh you know pretty lenient on the undergarments turns out he was talking about like a whole other outfit under his pajamas i don't know why and then uh, another, can we bring stuffed animals? No. Can we wear slippers? No. Can I bring a blanket? No. Um, what if I, you know, can I wear my soft pajamas? What other options are there? What, what kind of burlap sack are you sleeping in at home? Kid? What, what's going on? Uh, and then it went on and on. And then one girl looks at me and, go, and so I'm in the front of the classroom. The other teachers in the, at the other, they're all looking at her and she's talking, she's answering these questions and I am up front. And I am 
crying because it will not stop. The dumb questions just will. And at one point I made a face and I wasn't even looking at her, but she, she saw, and she starts laughing so hard. She can't talk. She's like laying on her table. She cannot talk. And they keep, and she's like, no more. I go, we got a lot of questions, Mrs. Collins. We should really continue asking. And then I raised my head. Yes, Mr. Noonan. Do they need to be flame retardant? Stop it, Mr. Noonan. <laughs> More questions. Uh, what about robes? Can we wear robes? Big fluffy robes? <laughs> no, I don't think we should wear big fluffy robes. I'm like, okay. What? Why not? I don't know. So then this girl turns to me. She goes, Mr. Noonan. I go, yeah. Uh, my mom uh, wants me to wear clothes under my pajamas. I'm like, okay. Well, that's up to your mom. And another girl turns around and goes, I don't have a dad. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh, okay. Um, all right. Well, ask your grown-up, whatever your grown-ups want. That's what you good because I don't have a dad. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't I didn't mention anybody's dad, but I'm I'm sorry. I can't, I don't know. You don't have a dad. Do you have pajamas? Because that's really what this whole conversation is about coming in pajamas tomorrow. Uh so uh, at one point, then after about 10 minutes, I got fed up. And I go, friends, because I, I call them all friends, even though they're not my friends. Um, go, friends, you all sleep in pajamas, right? Yes. I go, then here's the deal. Tomorrow when you wake up, you either get out of bed and come right to school, or you put on some new pajamas, or you put on some sweats or whatever you're comfortable in, and you can come to school however you want. It's really easy. But Mr. Noonan, what if my, uh, what if, uh, you know, my pajamas are dirty? What, oh, that was another one. What if my P, he kept calling them pajamas. And I'm like, I don't want to know what you do in your jammies, friend. My pajamas. What if all my pajamas are dirty and they're in the, uh, in the, what did he call it? He didn't call it a basket. I don't think he called it a bucket. Something like, you know, what if all my pajamas are dirty? And she's like, I don't know. Talk to your grownups. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. If you, if your pajamas are dirty. Um, he was the one who wanted to know about the underclothes. So I get home and I find this vintage picture of four guys standing around and they're all in like old timey underwear. <laughs> and I text her and I go, I'm trying to decide which underclothes to wear tomorrow for pajama day. Yeah. You don't have a big onesie. No, I did. Uh, I did come home and wash my pajama pants. Hmm. So I'm just gonna wear pajama pants and a sweatshirt. You know, I'm going for comfort. That's all. Tammy says, my daughter got mad at me when I made her put on clean pajamas instead of the one she slept in the night before pajama day. Um, Sandy, I'm just wearing very simple tomorrow. I'm wearing some uh, blue flannel pajama pants and uh, then either a blue bear sweatshirt to match or a gray crew neck sweatshirt just to be casual. Because I don't have I don't have like a set of pajamas. Like the old time, you know where you have the top and the bottoms that match and button up the front. You know what I mean? Mute? Am I locked? What, am, I, am I there? Can you hear me? Yeah, no. You're, uh, now I can hear you. Yeah. Oh. You look like you were just puzzled. <clears throat> I, I like, am wow, always... you're, you're really taking this seriously. You're putting a lot of consideration into this. You don't, you don't have a pair of dark blue silk pajamas that button up that's a top and a bottom separately? No, I don't. How? All right. Your birthday's coming up, right? I've got some work to do. I need to use your sizes <laughs> for silk pajamas. You get it's got to happen. I would love to have gone in in a smoking jacket like Hugh Hefner, 
in yes. some pajamas with those old school leather slip on slippers and a smoking jacket and a big pipe and then not do any work. Just sit at my desk and blow bubbles out of the pipe. What are you doing, Mr. I have the, this. So I dyed my hair green for St. Patrick's Day at school. I don't know not if we've had a thing since then. This year? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I sprayed my hair green. It was fun, I guess. Whatever. So the kids all got a big kick out of it, which is why I did it. The the first, most of the kids, the fifth grader, a couple fifth graders walk by, and go, nice hair. I'm like, shut up, you punk. <laughs> you're all, you're, you know, blah. Um, but now, ever since, there's this one kid in my class, and she's kind of a pain. Uh, every day I walk out, now you have white hair. I go, I have the same color hair I did yesterday. I only had different color hair one day. It was green. My hair has been the same color every day. Every day I come out. Now you have white hair. I, I don't have white hair. You child. Squeak, you child. So yeah, I don't, uh, I don't have that. So that's, that's, that's tomorrow. Today was, so every day um, I'm kind of in charge of, we both have certain things we do in the morning to get the class ready. So I always take, the, every kid gets breakfast. The breakfast comes in in a milk crate and there's a sheet and we just mark off that every kid had breakfast because it's easier that way. And <clears throat> and if they're not getting it, then sometimes they cut it back and then you don't get enough and whatever. So every day it's the same thing. The kids come, they get their breakfast. I mark off that every kid gets it because almost all the kids do. Last uh, Thursday, we're sitting in there and one of the lunch ladies comes in and she's like, Hey, guess what? You want a contest? What do you, what do you mean? You, your class, you in the other first grade class, you want a pizza party for national breakfast week. Cause we sent out an email and you guys, all your kids were getting breakfast every day. So you guys won. And I'm like, okay. And I, I immediately know, I know why we got it. Cause without knowing it, we had perpetrated a fraud because all our kids didn't get breakfast. Well, it turns out the other first grade teacher does the same thing because just check them off. It's easy. And when I'm not there, my co-teacher does the same thing, just marks them all. So they tell us, okay, here's the deal. You're going to get some pizza. We don't know where it's from. Might be just, it might be the horrible lunch pizza that they serve to the kids with just these rectangles that look kind of orange and funky. And then they put undercooked fries on the tray with it. And I'm like, ugh. They go, but you guys want it. And then they said, but we can't serve it in the lunchroom because it's going to cause confusion. And I'm like, I don't understand this. So we don't know what's going on, really. We know that lunch was supposed to be delivered to our classroom today. So at about 10 to 11, here comes the lady from the lunch the lunchroom with a cart, and she's got six pizzas not from the cafeteria, from an actual pizzeria, and then two giant trays of really horrible, cold, undercooked fries and little cartons of apple juice. So, but we had, in the meantime, had to tell the kids, listen, it's pizza day, but if you don't want pizza, you can still order a regular lunch, and if you bring a lunch, everybody can get pizza. The pizza's coming for everybody, but if you want... So I ended up taking kids from our class in the next door, like, 
16, 18 kids down to the lunchroom so they could get, and I'm like, this is a recipe for disaster. They were going to give them their lunch on the tray and have them walk all the way back to the classroom. And I'm like, these kids can't hold a pencil without having an epileptic fit. How are they going to carry a tray with food down there? Well, miraculously, no kids spilled their tray. Then the pizza was actually good pizza. Huh. It was it was cheese pizza, but it was from a place. <laughs> and it was like, this is, wow, this is good pizza. So now we have to sit in the classroom with the kids that eat, which is so half our lunch is shot. But we're eating the pizza, and the kids are like, oh, Mr. Noonan, what do you think of this pizza? How would you rate this pizza? This is the greatest pizza ever. I've never had pizza. Mr. Noonan, this is a 10 out of 10. I'm giving this pizza. What do you give this pizza? I go, oh, it's pretty good. I'll get a six out of 10. Oh, no, I'm giving it a hundred out of a hundred, Mr. Noonan. This pizza is the greatest pizza of all time. I can't believe it. And I'm like, boy, you guys really need to get out some more. Um, they know fractions. They know we just finished a, uh, a writing thing where they rated their favorite restaurant okay. out of five stars. All right. So they know that much. And then some of they, them are prone to hyperbole. Would they teach kids to write Yelp reviews in first grade now? It's an opinion piece. But yes, it's basically a Yelp review. Okay. The good news, though, is everybody got five stars. Didn't matter where you went. If they got to pick their restaurant, would be McDonald's, KFC, Starbucks. They all got five stars. Everybody's getting five stars from these kids. These kids are easy to impress. Wow. Yeah, very easy. Uh, why do you think this restaurant gets five stars? Because the food is yummy. All right, perfect. Thank you. You're all done. So pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, yeah. So those are the, the other things are just the the other things were just horrible news stories. You know. Oh, we don't want those. No, we don't. We don't need to talk about Nashville. There's another shooting. I will say this: no drag queens uh, shot these kids today. So Tennessee, where they just outlawed drag shows, it was not a drag performer that murdered six people at a uh, Presbyterian school today. It was a 28-year-old woman. Um, so that's fun. Uh, then I didn't want to talk about uh, the fact that we are inching ever closer to a civil war. Uh, I don't know if you saw the rally over the weekend in I did Waco. Not. I didn't hear it. Well, I was. Well, I you was were in, in Vegas. You Vegas were getting bottle service. Trying and not to get shot. Yeah, money, is, money takes, uh, takes care of everything. But uh, yeah, so there was a rally on uh, the close to the site where 30 years ago, almost to the day, the Branch Davidians, uh, depending on who you believe, committed mass suicide uh, or were the victims of an overreaching government. So Waco has, be, was, has become like the flashpoint for all extreme right-wing anti-government military stuff. And that's where the former uh, Orange Blob decided to have his rally. Where uh, after after Friday, calling saying that there would be death and destruction if he was indicted, and uh, they started the rally by playing highlights from January sixth, and then a group of inmates who were uh, convicted on because of January sixth uh, were recorded singing a verse of the national anthem to start the to start the assembly. So that's good. That's you know that's where the country's going. So just leaning into the whole January sixth thing. Yeah, it's a point of pride now that this is you know we're taking it back. We're doing it, and then <coughs> in the ultimate um, oh 
I just lost the word, but uh, hypocrisy. Uh, I mentioned something the other day. We were talking. I was talking about how uh, people say no one's above the law, but I believe there's a lot of people who are above the law, and it's proven every day in this country that there's a lot of people who truly are above the law. And um, somehow I mentioned Jim Jordan, and I called him a piece of human garbage. Who's Jim and, uh, Jordan? Jim Jordan is a, a congressman. He's head of one of the committees. He also was a coach at a, uh, a college where a lot of the uh, male wrestlers were being sexually abused, and he knew it and did nothing about it. Hmm. So, you know, he's human garbage. But a texter uh, texted something and called me a piece of garbage. And then uh, I was like, wow, that's really classy. And he said, and I've noticed this. You can't criticize anybody on the right because there's no culpability. It's just deflect the blame to something else. Like he said, well, you you said that about Jim Jordan. So you were classy first. I go, well, I'm sorry. I don't have a lot of sympathy for people who turn their uh, blind eye to sexual assault. And that didn't stop because, well, then you have to hate the teacher too who did it. And I'm like, stop. And then his quote was, uh, I love you people like a Christian, but I hate you as Americans divided forever. So that's the mentality that uh, we're dealing with. Wow. Was yeah, he, man. Do, do you think he was sitting there in his pajamas texting you this? Could have been in his P. No, I'm guessing he was just in his underclothes. Uh, just sitting on a ratty recliner. It doesn't recline underwear? anymore. Huh? You think, you think he had underwear? I don't think it was in one piece. Hmm. I think it was tattered and very stained. Hmm. And But yeah. And I think it was um, not, it, it was like cut off thermals. So it was thermal underwear cut like off at the knees and the elbows. Yeah. You know, so that's what I picture. And a, and a red MAGA hat. Yeah. Is there a lot of, uh, is there a lot of meth in Wisconsin right now? I, there, there's got to be. Well, no, there's just been a lot of Kool Aid being drunk, uh, all over. A lot of Kool Aid, a lot of orange Kool Aid. That's gross. It is gross. It is gross. So we had, you know, I love that we had radically different stories. But I was talking to my wife about this. Like, you know, my two nights ago, I was in a nightclub till five a.m. kicking hot girls out of a booth and nice. getting getting hammered listening to an old DJ. And then, uh, you know, I'm at home and. My uh, my little baby's laughing now, like giggling, laughing, and it's just adorable. Yeah, and it's like I'm equally, I'm more happy here doing that. And it's, of course, the vibe, you know, like just your school, your story about the the little girl just laughing her face off, you know, with the stupid questions and the face you made, and it's, like, it's there's joy all around the world. There's just so much different flavors. You don't have to spend two thousand dollars on bottle service to, to get. But it. if you can. Why not? If you can't win, yes, I don't know. I'm a variety kind of guy. I like to, I like to go big and go home, and then right. see my, my family that, that I like. But I, I like that we had that spectrum of, of. There was wonder, a lot going on today. Of wonderments today, it followed by some just horrific things that are terrible. But I um, hope that guy. Uh, I hope that guy. You know, kicks the meth habit and stops texting people. No, I want to know where they are so I can <laughs> so I can find them so i'm aware when it when it all hits the fan which is going to pretty soon i want to know where these idiots are coming from and yes i'm done with the patience you are in a cult because nowhere in time have people worn uh you know i've never worn anything about someone i voted for whether it was a hat a shirt a flag nothing 
Well, you can do it during campaign season, but after that, you're weird. Yeah, and if you're if you're calling someone the savior, and uh, you know, yeah, you're a cult. You're basically a cult. Wait, no, hold on. I do own a Bernie hoodie, and it's really comfortable, so I wear it. Okay, but you're yeah, okay, but you're not part of an organized movement that is trying to you know destroy the quote unquote deep state. No, no, you know. You got that? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm glad you wear your Bernie hoodie, but Bernie's not president. Which is fine. I understand. Still upset about it. That's okay. He would have won. Hey, we are out of time. Hey, we are out of time. Speaking <laughs> of going big and going home, let's go home because, uh, you know, tomorrow. So I got to get my, I got to lay out my jammies for tomorrow and figure out what I could wear tonight. So I'm not going in soiled, soiled, fart filled pajamas. Yes. Because I-, I debated washing them and Debbie said, you should really wash your pajama pants before you wear them to school tomorrow. Yeah, I don't know what that giant link is that Mike just dropped in there. Uh, Mike, thank you for that. I'm horrified. Um, it is a link to a Walmart.com book listing of a book by Helgard Mueller oh. called President Donald J. Trump, The Son of Man, The Christ, paperback. Hmm. Uh during the president product details during the presidency of president donald trump it became evident to me that the prophecies about the son of man as predicted by jesus in the bible were to a significant extent fulfilled at the hands of mr trump oh my uh, god the bible talks about two different christs or messiahs there's jesus blah 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 and then uh, john uh, this book oh will explain God. in depth how Donald John Trump's full name literally means the ruler of the world, graced by Yahweh and a descendant of a drummer. Are we banned from? <laughs> are we po- banned from podcast platforms right now? I don't know. It has a, it has one re- it has four reviews wow. and it has one star. Terrible book about a con man. Instruction manuals and auto warranty mailers are more interesting than this nonsense. Um, wow. Yeah, all right. Good candidate for stupidest book of the year award. That's holy really cow, and it's already discounted. So, <laughs> wow. Really. All right, yeah, that's the world we live in. So, with that being said, uh, thank you for uh, watching and listening. Again, I apologize for the delay at the beginning. Uh, Cody, have a lovely week. We will uh, talk to everyone soon. Uh, like, follow subscribe whatever gina thank you for the nice compliment yeah this week tmj is uh just tuesday and friday because of sports Mm. but uh last week last week was four days five days i don't know there's every week's different so just check check it out and they podcast it right away so and you can follow wtmj on twitter because after the show uh, they tweet out the link to the show right then yes not bad all right, any parting shots? No. All right. I did enough shots in Vegas. Hi-oh. <laughs> Hi-oh, bye-oh. Bye.